For weeks now, I've been talking to you guys about how the left and how media legacy companies have been shoving it down your throat that Donald Trump has no chance of winning. And granted, the the allegations of widespread fraud, they haven't turned out on surface level. There have been instances of fraud. Well, actually, I, I hate using the word fraud because fraud actually means that there's some version of intent. So I think it would be more proper to say irregularities or litigation. But the left or the media in generally ignore this. There's this constant obsession that, oh, he can't win. Stop being a sore loser. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Just accept and accept that he is not your president anymore and that Joe Biden is elect. The other day, I posted on the Instagram at What's Up America. You know, go follow the page. And I posted a picture from Yahoo News and it said, Former reality TV star son attracts COVID. And guess who the picture was? Don Jr. And if you notice that that headline, former reality TV star, it's not even acknowledging that he was the president anymore. It's like if a college kid was on a hangover trying to forget it the next day. Like, that's honestly, it's kind of sad and it's kind of sickening. And maybe some people who notice that, they're like, ha 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 ha. He's finally gone and now we can go back to our lives. But we're kind of rewriting history in our same way if you if you keep going down that narrative which is kind of scary i don't know how people could submit to that and people don't admit that there's some sort of bias on media but the left isn't trying to let you know that there is a chance and but there's some sort of acknowledge it coming i think it's been in like series and kind of like cycles at first they were going to say haha in your face there's no way you're winning there's no way Stop the conspiracy, stop all you haters, Trump supporters, go down, you have no chance, submit. Now, lately, you've kind of been seeing like, oh, Trump won't back down. He won't. He keeps on putting up all these lawsuits. Why won't he just admit that he's not the next president and go towards like what's always been, where someone just concedes and the media kind of just declares it, even though they have no right to declare it. It's just kind of like traditionalism because, yeah, once he concedes, um, the incoming candidate would start receiving certain funds and pathways. And this is what the media has been targeting. He's like, Trump's failure to concede can hinder Biden's corona pandemic approaches and stuff along those lines. And I don't think that's justified because think about it like this. One, he's not the winner yet. He's the projected winner. He's not even the president-elect. That's on December 14th. And all his policies and what he can or cannot do he can't, he's not the president until January 20th if Joe Biden ends up winning. You have to realize that. So all his policies and pre-planning, sure, it might be a little bit swayed, but like in no in a legal context, there's no bound uh, there's no set standards enforcing him to receive or Trump to concede. And I honestly I, I've I've heard from Joe Biden himself. He he knows that the transition's gonna be fine if um Trump ends up losing, he's going to lose, and he knows, even admits, that Trump will leave. Even Mitch McConnell admits that, but the media keeps on putting this narrative that if Trump doesn't concede, he's hindering the pandemic, he's hindering the, uh, the economy, he's hindering all these stuff, and it's this preemptive fear that I started to notice. And this is where I think in the next couple weeks, you're starting to hear these pickups. You, you, you even know the media are attacking that Trump's lawsuits. Trump's losing lawsuits, he's losing lawsuits. But don't get it twisted. There might be some other motives. He is losing lawsuits, but the way he goes about it, he doesn't seem like he cares. In Michigan, um, 
the state certified. It was uh, prior to the state certifying, Trump withdrew his lawsuit because he believed that the state wouldn't certify because there was a division between um, the adjustment of the books. In the end, the state ended up certifying, but they're going to have to go to the Supreme Court for that. These, uh, it's honestly, people are, I think, are starting to kind of realize it, what's going on or what could happen. So there is this preemptive fear that's going on. And I'm reading this article from the Intelligencer. What Donald Trump wants the Supreme Court to do to help him win. And this is like, I guess this is actually from a more biased source, but let's break it down and like how we talk about the fear levels and what could or couldn't be. I've always talked about how states could push towards a state delegation and they're all doing that one vote for Trump or Biden. But let's actually investigate and further go on to this. And this article, I think, arises some of these questions. Having predicted off and on for months that president might claim victory on election night based on partial and mostly election day votes, I still watch in horror as he just did that in this early morning remarks to packed, hooting, unmasked East Room crowd. This, you see the sensationalism? Perhaps this was just blurry, uh, blustery spin. The president isn't going to abuse his authority to arbitrarily stop voting counting of the states where legitimately cast mail-in ballots are likely to place Joe Biden ahead of him. Yeah. You also people for mail-in ballot voting and when also this is where I have to rationalize with a lot of Republicans as well when on election night granted we all went to bed it looked like Donald Trump was winning and then in the morning it looked like Joe Biden was winning a lot of these states actually started counting in their mail-in ballots after first day elections and based off of the way that each party kind of perpetrated oh how to vote you got to expect that Joe Biden and the Democrats push for more of an election um more for their crowd to, uh, sorry, more for their crowd to vote towards uh, vote using ballots. But he didn't very specifically say, we're all going to the Supreme Court. We want all, all the voting to stop. Now, obviously, nobody's still voting at this point. Trump is presumingly referring either to A, broadly, to mail ballots already received but not yet counted, or B, more narrowly to mail-in ballots postmarked by election day that states have decided to accept, although they will be received later. If the first premise is the case, there is no legal theory I can imagine where the federal courts, up to and including the Supreme Court, would stop them from being counting. The usual Trump Heritage Foundation claim that mail ballots are rife with fraud has been rejected so many times by so many courts that even the most partisan tribunal isn't going to overturn a presidential election on that basis. Yeah, it's uh, some, but you have to realize there are, there are some mail-in ballots that did not qualify the right way, and that that got counted the wrong way, like Dominion, um, Dominion voting system, how six thousand votes should have went to Trump, but instead went to Biden. There are cases where there is some sort of litigation, some sort of error. I'm not saying fraud, but I want to say error. So, it, they're not referencing it. But let's keep on going. But the second claim. That extended state mail ballot declines, oh, sorry, that the extended state mail ballot deadlines unconstitutionally extend the federal election day. And as a theory quite a few consecutive jurists have embraced, depending on how you look at it, that includes three or four Supreme Court justices. The sort of challenge that could be launched or stopped the tabulation of mail ballots received after Tuesday in two states still unresolved at this point, North Carolina and Pennsylvania. North Carolina ended up certifying. Um, this this article is a little bit dated back. Here's the key president, uh, 
in a disputed Supreme Court order two weeks ago. In a much-anticipated order, the Supreme Court turned down a Republican petition to stop Pennsylvania's own high court from extending the deadline for receiving mail ballots because of the pandemic. The court splitting 4-4 along ideological lines with Chief Justice John Roberts, signing with the three remaining liberals after Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death. Pennsylvania Republicans contrived to appeal to the Supreme Court for emergency relief immediately after Coney, uh, Justice Amy Coney Barrett's confirmation, in hopes that she would break and tie in their favor, but she refused to participate in the decision on the grounds that she had no time to review the case and contending to the arguments. And I want to praise ACB on that. See, a lot of people want to think that she's an ideologue or partisan divide, but look at her. She didn't want to jump on this case, and this could have helped President Trump. Imagine if Trump actually, um, she jumped in this case and helped Trump and put that deadline in for on election day. Joe Biden wouldn't be winning right now. Let's further continue. Still wary of a post-election challenge on the same grounds that Barrett might then consider, Pennsylvania election officials decide to segregate mail ballots received after election day to avoid the risk of the state's entire election results being thrown out. Presumably, that's where Trump's legal team will go. Though it's obviously unclear at this point that there is enough post-election day mail ballots to make a difference in the outcome. This is what I'm telling you. See, I don't get how they can deny voter widespread fraud, but then also say that there's there may not be enough ballots to make the difference. That's the thing. They're, they're acknowledging it, but then they're not acknowledging it. Let's just continue. There was another last-minute Republican effort to stop North Carolina election officials from extending mail ballot deadlines there, but the Supreme Court, again, with Justice Barry not participating, rejected the petition that the three justices dissenting a SCOTUS blog reported. The justices turned down the request without explanation, leaving the extended deadline in place. Justice Brett Kavanaugh, who joined the conservative bloc in Wisconsin mail ballot deadline decision, wherein he assumed to sympathize with the president's hostility to post-election day results, didn't make his own position clear in the North Carolina case. Perhaps Team Trump thinks that Barrett Fortified Court would keep the state from counting enough ballots to award its 15 electoral votes. And this is a very important part. I haven't seen to grasp why Amy Coney Barrett was pushed so fast. For many Republicans, they wanted to say that, oh, it's just tradition. And then many Democrats were like, hey, you can't do that. Um, blah, 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 blah. We hate him. We hate Trump. He shouldn't be allowed to elect her, even though he's in with his constitutional authority. But it still amazed me. Granted, she, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg did die only two months prior to Coney, uh, Amy Coney Barrett's confirmation. They pushed this right before the election, and this could be a very key influential tool for Trump's re-election. President Trump has these many lawsuits that people are noticing. And granted, a lot of them are failing. Some of them have won and have influentially changed some votes, some couple thousand. Even today, President Trump received a hearing from um, in Pennsylvania regarding his case. Today's decision turns out to help us in our strategy to get expeditely to the U.S. Supreme Court. Although we fully disagree with this opinion, we're thankful for the Obama-appointed judge for making his anticipated decision quickly rather than simply trying to run out the clock. We'll be seeking an expedited appeal to the third court circuit. There's so much evidence that in Pennsylvania, Democrats eliminated our opportunity to present 50 witnesses and other evidence that the election officials blatantly ignored Pennsylvania's law-denying independent review. This resulted in 682,000 ballots being casted illegally, wittingly, and unwittingly. This is just an extension of the big tech, big media, corrupt Democrat censorship of damning facts that the American public needs to know. 
We are disappointed to not at least get the opportunity to present our evidence at our hearing. Unfortunately, the censorship continues. We hope that the Third Circuit will be as gracious as Judge Brandon in deciding our appeal one way or the other as expeditiously as possible. This is another case that appears to be moving quickly in the United States Supreme Court. And this is this is what I'm talking about. Many of the media are saying, oh, these, these lawsuits are not working, they're not working. Me reading this right here, Trump does not seem mad, or his legal team does not seem mad. And this is where this play of... He's pushing these lawsuits to go to the Supreme Court, his federal lawsuits. And this he has appointed three justices, Justice Alito, Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett. And guess where all three of them are? Alito's in Pennsylvania, Kavanaugh's in Michigan, ACB's in Wisconsin, and then Elena Kagan's in Arizona. That might be in a play or an effect for him that might benefit him. If he has these, these ju- uh, judges for him, they might look at this and they might, once these lawsuits go up to the highest court of all, they might look at it, hey, there might be enough evidence, they're right, they actually might give them these hearings, because like even in, um, in uh, like he said, in Pennsylvania, they were denied the opportunity of 50 witnesses and sworn affidavits. This is, they're not receiving the equal treatment within the state, and they understand that. They're kind of pushing towards the Supreme Court direction. And having his own appointees, maybe it might benefit him. I don't know. Like I said earlier, any Coney Barrett did not want to decide in that 4-4 decision to allow Pennsylvania to accept ballots later. Maybe. I don't know. But this is what it kind of seems like. They've been pushing, they tried pushing in any Coney Barrett pretty early. And it seems to be like they've been, they're trying to play this 4D chess type scenario. I don't know. I'm just kind of, in, in my offense, I'm now a little bit speculating. Maybe they have no fraud, at, uh, maybe, not fraud, sorry. Maybe they have no information or fraud or litigation, any of it. Maybe it's just all just smoke to just show it on their face that Trump, oh, hey, at least I tried and the Democrats stole me, stole this election from me. Because we do live in a very divided nation. We actually have a lot of these polarized positions where people are diehard Trumpers rather than Americans or Republicans or de- anything on those lines. And this is where cultish behavior can re, uh, come about. Although the team has brought up some um, evidence, even through Giuliani and her uh, legal lawyer uh, Powell, it's not clear that there's enough to overturn an election. He's won some legal battles, but I want to make this clear. I don't think it's enough. But he does have some ways in the system where he could benefit. Like even in Nevada, the Nevada... Uh, Legislator does not want to pass. Um, here, let me read it. Nevada's electoral college candidates pledged to President Donald Trump today filed an election contest under Nevada's election codes, citing substantial irregularities, improprieties, and fraud that occurred in Nevada's 2020 presidential election. The suit details the unreliability of the Agus ballot processing and signaturing scanning machine used in Clark County and the electronic voting machines used throughout the state. It is also argues that denial of observer access to the duplication process and the impropriety of some Native American outreach programs that resulted in apparent vote buying cast substantial doubt on the results of the election. No less than 40,000 votes and possibly more were impacted by these various defects. Although he has to bring up some sort of proof for this, this these uh, these allegations, these lawmakers within these states, they might not want to certify their state. They might not. They might not choose to because there are 
there needs to be further investigation. The DOJ needs to further investigate in with these within these states. Because what if Arizona doesn't verify? Arizona, I believe, are elect, uh, 11, uh, 11 electoral votes. If Joe Biden doesn't receive that, and in the other states they don't certify and he, they don't receive it, the electoral votes that he's going to get, it's going to push towards this contingent election. I need to make that clear for you guys. And the media is not allowing there to be this thought or this, this even this belief that Trump has a chance. In Arizona, Governor, Governor Doug Ducey announced that the state's election isn't over until all court cases have been settled. As the Trump campaign and state GOP filed lawsuits in Maricopa County in a bid to block officials from certifying the election results due to alleged voter voter irregularities and improprieties. That's what he tried doing in Michigan. He had a lawsuit in Michigan and then pulled out, uh, pulled the lawsuit from Michigan because he believed that the state didn't wouldn't certify. But in reality, they ended up doing certifying. But that might process, I, I, I feel like I actually have to go into further detail and we'll give that in a later episode, probably within the next two days on what went down in Michigan. But long, uh, short term, uh, short story is four, there was four uh, people between in the committee that certifies it, two Republican, two are Democrat. Of the two Republican, they said no because the books didn't balance out in Michigan, specifically in Wayne County. And uh, the two Republicans were threatened. And so they uh, reversed their call and certified the state, but they were promised that the state would audit it. The, the, uh, the state doesn't want to audit it anymore, so they swore an affidavit saying that they were threatened and under harassment. And I don't know if they can re-take back, rescind their vote because they actually said no in the first place and rescinded that. So let's wait and see. But this is what I'm saying. I think his lawsuits are starting to pile up and pile up and cause doubt or awareness in certain areas where they need further investigation and if he's pushing this up to the supreme court you could get this contingent election because no state will be able to certify so let me continue from arizona governor there are legal claims that are being challenged in court and everybody on the ballot has certain access rights and remedies if they want to push that they're able one of those are adjust adjudicated and the process plays out I will accept the results of the election, the Republican governor said in the news conference on Wednesday. It was the first time he held office since no, uh, November 3rd election. We can trust our elections here in Arizona, Ducey said, but he stipulated moments later, there are questions and those questions should be answered. Ducey has not called Democratic challenger Joe Biden the winner of the election. The governor noted that he heard about voting issues in the state but hasn't personally seen any evidence. Arizona state law gives all Arizona counties until November 23rd to certify the results of the election. Then the counties are to send in their results in Secretary of State's office, which then has another 10 days to certify the statewide results. While several news outlets have described Biden as the pres president-elect and declared him the winner, the Epoch Times has not been pending the outcome of lawsuits and other processes need to complete the election and finally declare a winner. The Electoral College votes next month. The Congress will hold its joint session to formally count the electoral votes and declare the official election results in, journal in early January. According to unofficial projections, Biden is ahead of Trump by 11,000 votes in Arizona. Either the, or Earlier this week, the Arizona GOP moved to halt county officials in the state to delay certifying the results. The party is pushing for not only the county supervisors, but everyone responsible for certifying and canvassing the election to make sure that all questions are answered so that voters will have confidence in the results of the election, said Zach Henry, a spokesman for the Arizona Republican Party. 
The party also filed a lawsuit to request a hand count in Maricopa County, which includes Phoenix and a sampling of ballots. They also are seeking a court order prohibiting the county from certifying results until that case is decided. Maricopa County and Phoenix, those are blue areas, so let's see how it goes. Although they're doing a hand recount, it's still most likely projection for Biden, and you have to realize this. Although Trump is pushing towards these He's, these other avenues, he has to bring us substantial enough evidence. Even if he goes to the Supreme Court and somehow gets this overturned, I will be not happy if he doesn't bring evidence. If he only brings out claims, it's not enough. Claims are not enough. What we have now, we have a scenario and we see smoke. There's, We see smoke. We're in a house, we see smoke. We don't know how big the fire is, but we know there's a fire. That's what I mean. We see the smoke. Now show me the fire, or show me the little little uh, to a little candlelight. That's basically what we're at right now. I don't know. We'll further continue. Hobbs, a Democrat, also claimed Wednesday she is receiving threats of violence following the election, alleging that Trump and other GOP members are spreading misinformation. Hobbs did not provide evidence for her claims of violence. Their words and actions have consequences, Hobbs said. Now I'm calling on other leaders in the state, including the governor who has deafening silence, has contributed to the growing unrest and to stand up for the truth. See, this Katie Hobbs, the secretary of state, she is pushing down too that, hey, you're ruining our democracy since you're not letting Trump concede and you're kind of pushing for this thing. Realize this, if there's no proof, he can't win. All right, but we have to make sure. And if you keep on downplaying this, you are not protecting our democracy because in if reality, Trump is the true winner. You have not allowed a fair election. OK, and I I want to make this clear. I don't care if Trump ends up winning as long as there's facts to prove the winner. That's what I'll be satisfied with. In Michigan, Wayne County Board of Canvassers, Chair Sposen Monica Palmer and Board Member William Hartmer signed sworn affidavits on Wednesday saying that only voted to certify election results this week because they were told that a full audit of the election would occur. But when they learned of no audit, they rescinded their votes to certify the results. Both Palmer and Hartman said that they were threatened. The two were berated and accused of racism after they voted against certifying the states, said Palmer, adding that the abuse went so far that they have threatened me and members of my family. And that's further along about the, what happened in Michigan. This is what I'm saying, people. You have to be more uh, careful. You have to start noticing and looking into this information, what possibilities can be. You may or may not like Trump. You may or may not love Trump. There has to be evidence. If there's no evidence, this is an attack on a democracy. I want to make that clear. Yet people are trying to compare him to dictators. He's using the system. Dictators use the system as well. Dictators, one, they wouldn't be telling you that they're using the system to take over. And two, he is using his legal avenues. As long as he has, this is what I'm saying. I have to make this clear. As long as he has evidence, then he's doing the right thing. If he has no evidence and he's just gaslighting, this is hurting America. But we have to wait and see. And we have to look at this with both eyes. Like you can't, you can't be biased. You can't have this confirmation bias. Because you know, in the end of the day, we're putting people up against each other we fractionalized america and the media has uh, taken some parts of this even trump in his rhetoric has taken some part of this politicians even peep between people but we have to pay attention and we have to notice and we have to come together and realize hey relax all right thank you guys uh, another episode will be up in two days 
My name is Christian Rada. This is What's Up America. Thank you again.